DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake that ass up. The Breakfast Club is on right now. I I love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good to you. For a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, The Breakfast Club is where people get the information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the Guy. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Good morning. Good morning. It actually should be Friday already. It feels like it, being that we had a short work week, but for whatever reason, this week seems long. But we're here. I didn't have a short work week. didn't have a short work week. Just me and you. Oh, okay. Well, we did. Yeah. This week seems very long. Absolutely. Now, yesterday, my little four-year-old, she lied to me, man, and I was hurt. I'm not going to front. Tell you what happened. So I walked into their bedroom, and there was a stick figure painted on the wall, right? A person. Like, you know, she drew it on the wall, used a crayon, drew it on the wall. It looked pretty good. I'm not even going to front. But she's the only one that been playing with the crayons. So, you know, I brought all the little kids, you know, the, 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 the little small, the young fam, which is a seven to six and a four year old in the room. And I said, look, who drew on the wall? They all said, not me, dad, not me, dad, not me, dad. So I, I, I figured it was Brooklyn. So I asked Brooklyn, I said, Brooklyn, did you draw on the wall? And they come. She said, nope, I wasn't me. I asked Jackson. Jackson said, no, daddy, I got in trouble for this a year ago. It definitely wasn't me. I said, all right. I said, well, all of y'all are grounded until somebody tells the truth. So they were all grounded, right? My older daughter goes in and was like, wow, this is so amazing. She whispers in London's ear, say this was you. She was like, this belongs in the museum. Who did it? So London was like, okay, it was me. And then Brooklyn was like, no, it wasn't. It was really me. It was really me. I drew it. So she got caught and got in trouble. But I was really upset that she lied. So everybody lied. No, but London, we told her to lie. But I was upset that my (laughs) four-year-old lied to me. So you encourage your other daughter to lie? So I could catch the four-year-old lying, yes. I don't know, Envy. It sounded yeah. like you encouraged lying in the family. Stop it. But yeah, that was I was kind of <laughs> upset when she lied to me. I was like, you know, you could tell me anything. You know, you, you're not going to get in trouble, but you get in trouble for lying. Not for not for, you know, we all do things that are wrong. We all make mistakes, but you can't lie in this house. So I was upset about you that. just told somebody else to lie. But that was to catch somebody lying. I'm now that's confusing. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm confused, too. Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> No, I don't know if that's happened to you, Charlamagne. He meant to confuse everybody first thing in the morning. He did your job. I need you to lie, but there's no lying in this family. Somebody sitting there holding a box of cereal right now. Like, what the hell did Nimi just say? (laughs) I was just about to pour me a bowl of cereal, and he just stopped listening to you. And he's like, what? (laughs) What the hell just happened? Well, I caught a lion, and I was upset about that. But anyway, let's get the show cracking. Uh, Flipping New Jersey, Caesar will be joining us this morning. He has a new book called Flipping Keys, which uh, details the story of of how he he learned about New Jersey is for those who may not know. Yeah, that is my uh, partner when it comes to real estate. He owns over 1,600 units. Uh, he's from the hood. He's from Washington Heights, uh, New York City. He, uh, his father was a taxi cab driver. Uh, he got locked up and learned how to do real estate in jail and he, came out and did it. So he'll be giving us a few real estate tips this morning. A few real estate tips and okay. then talking about his new book. Yeah, so we'll be kicking it with uh, Caesar later on. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? 
Yes, we'll be talking about that stimulus package. It is passing, so let's find out what's in it exactly. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, they have approved this COVID relief package right now. The president is expected to sign the bill into law this week. So what does that mean? Stimulus checks. You get stimulus checks worth up to $1,400 per person. That's going to reach about 90% of households. Families get an additional $1,400 per child. A married couple with two children, for example, could get up to $5,600 altogether. Now, the full amount goes to individuals who earn less than $75,000 and uh, heads of households like single parents earning less than 112,500 and married couples earning less than 150,000 but it phases out as the income goes up so individuals who earn at least 80,000 a year heads of households who earn at least 120,000 and married couples who earn at least 160,000 will be completely cut off from this round of stimulus payments no matter how many kids you have Unemployment assistance, you get a $300 federal boost to weekly jobless payments, and that extends uh, two key pandemic unemployment benefits programs through September 6th. Uh, In addition to that, there's aid to states and municipalities. Uh, Also, housing aid, you get $20 billion to state and local governments. That's to help low-income households cover back rent, rent assistance, and utility bills. Tax credits for families and workers. There's a lot of things in here uh, for this COVID relief package. Optional paid sick and family leave for education and child care. The bill is giving $125 billion to public kindergarten through 12th grade schools to help students return to the classroom. And then health insurance subsidies and Medicaid, as well as more money for small businesses, which we have discussed, and vaccines and testing. They are providing $14 billion for researching, developing, distributing, administering, and strengthening confidence in vaccines. Yeah, I mean, it's not perfect. It's definitely better than nothing. Small businesses, local governments getting their money. I hope black businesses get the relief they need. Folks getting their stimulus checks. But I have a feeling we're going to be right back here soon with folks needing more relief because it's a very 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 deep hole that was dug over the past yeah year. no very deep hole when you think about all these businesses closing that and that will never open back up and where mm-hmm. people used to work and people used to be employed and they can't work again they're gonna they're gonna need help for a long time mm-hmm. people are gonna need help for a while yep so we'll be back here again but it's better than all right that. and Joe Biden also said the U.S. government is buying another 100 million COVID-19 vaccine doses from Johnson & Johnson So you can expect, and these are the one-shot doses. They said these won't arrive until after the U.S. gets enough vaccine supplies for all residents in May. But he does want more shots ordered to guard against anything that could potentially happen. So Mm. we can be flexible. So those are the ones that um, you got to keep refrigerated? Are those the ones that don't? No, Johnson and Johnson, you don't have to. Oh, Johnson and Johnson, you don't? Okay, okay. You don't need that that deep refrigeration. Deep refrigeration, you're right. Yeah. You still, I think, still have to do. Uh, and now, now 16 states no longer require face covering. So I know and we were th- talking about Texas. 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So- South Carolina is one of them. I don't understand that. It makes zero sense to me. For, for, I, don't, I don't understand if the masks are actually helping and the mask is slowing down the transmission of the disease. Why would you lift the, lift the mask mandate at a time like this, at a time when we're possibly rounding the corner on this thing? Why would you lift the mask mandate? Has America not shown that we don't deal well with personal responsibility and accountability? Like, why would you lift the mask mandate? That makes zero sense to me. It's almost like they want people to get sick and die. Yeah, what are the states? I'm just curious. And I just want to say this, too. In private businesses, a lot of them have their own mask mandates. So that doesn't mean, like, if you wanted to go into Target and they say you have to have on a mask... 
that it doesn't matter what the state is saying, you still would have to wear a mask. So when you see that sign on the door, mask required, it's a private business, you still have to wear one. Uh, Alaska, Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Iowa, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, and Texas. Yeah, I don't understand it. Wow. That, that mm-hmm. makes zero sense to me. None whatsoever. It's almost like they want people to get sick and die. Like, if, like I said, if the masks are the thing that is slowing down the transmission, why would you lift the mask mandate at a time like this? It seems like now we should be like enforcing the mask mandate more, just to just to just to really round the curve on this thing. Well, a lot of people are still wearing the mask anyway, but I I don't understand it either. I am. I'm I'm not. I'm never gonna stop wearing masks. I'm gonna wear a mask. You know, five years from now at the airport and everything. Especially yeah, at the airport, I'm gonna continue to wear masks. Uh, Just think about that. Did, high, did y'all see that, that video of the girls in the Uber and they started mm-hmm. coughing on the driver? Right, yeah. When he t- he asked them to put a mask on and they got aggressive and they went and grabbed yeah. his phone and started coughing. That was crazy. Yeah, he should have texted his sister, uh, you know, one of his nieces or somebody and, you know, say, hey, we got to make a, a, a stop real quick. I <laughs> 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 had the sisters and nieces meet them yeah, where he was going. I- they needed their ass whipped. Yeah, I might have went to the worst place ever and just be like, all right, you guys got to get out right now. Not now, but right now. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how he held it together, but that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envy? Bro, it's Mellow. 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 Singing ass Mellow. Mellow, she was in trap Mellow DM, the singer. Ken. Singing love songs. Let, let me clear this up because he dragged it. <laughs> nah, dragged Mellow. It. You ain't got to clear nothing up, Mellow. You like it. We love it, brother. No, 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 I do. I do. No, no, no. We're not doing that. We are not doing that. <laughs> First off, I ain't sing Okay? I do. Yo, Mello, your phone's a little funny, Mello. Your phone's a little funny. Mello's a little funny, too, according to Trav. <laughs> nah, I was like, yo, I like your music, bro. I'm trying to hop on a track. <clears throat> He's okay. like, well, can you really sing? And I was like, Sack. So I sent him some audio of me singing. So we about to work on some music together. But that's all it was. It was nah, that's what I nah, figured. Nah, Isn't nah. that what I said? I said, y'all trying to do a no, song together. Exactly what you say. He be holding it down, you know what I mean? Uncle Charlotte and Envy, because y'all flirt with each other. Y'all think everybody else is flirting. That's Ooh. not how it works. I've that's, never, that's true. I've never saying that Envy, Envy is never saying nah, to me. You took, the, now, you took the flirting to a whole nother level. Don't make us pull up level. some footage. Don't make us pull you up no footage of you singing. You gave him a of your butt. What are you <laughs> about? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You should see what I got for Envy right now. Oh, my goodness. See? No, I See? do. I got him something really nice. I, I got one for Envy and I got one for our board op M Easy. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. It's jewelry. I don't even, I don't even think I want to know. Don't I don't want to know. Either. I'm gonna show y'all as soon as Envy come back but, off quarantine. I got it right here for him. Oh boy. Mello, I'm gonna see you in Detroit, right? Full fact, you definitely wanna see me in Detroit. Uh Mello, can I can we hear you sing something though? Because yeah, everybody's sing for curious. us, Mello. You ain't never sang for us. Oh. Um See, the way my, the way my voice Uh-oh. is, I'm <laughs> Yo, yeah. I'm so it wasn't really you. you. It was. I'm going to send you the video. I got you. Oh, my gosh. I need you to sing mm-hmm. now. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You show you show Trav with that mouth, dude, but won't show us. That's right. It's crazy how you show 6 9 with that mouth, dude, but you over here, you show everything. <laughs> 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 Stop playing with me. All right, Bello, Stop man. Stop playing with me. <laughs> okay, Hello, Mello. who's this? It's Jay, man. 
What's the matter, man? Taylor, Taylor, and Michaela won't. They won't DM me back, man. I'm hurt about it. Leave my nieces alone. Keep your little goddamn, all right, trash ass <laughs> self to yourself. Okay? What happened? Why, so, why so Michaela, who why, why they LA, they too good for me, man. That's Michaela right, they was are. a singer who used who used to work at the at the station. Uh, I guess this guy's in her DMs, and she doesn't hit you back. You said Michaela and Taylor. Yeah. Both work up here. You trying to talk to both of them, and and they know each other. How you gonna hit two women yeah, that know each other? What's the uh, polygamy? What's that called? That's, nah, no. bro. You ain't doing none of that with none of my nieces, okay? See, that, y'all are, guys are ridiculous. How are you going to hit two women that are cool with each other? They probably look. He hit me too. Look what he said to me. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I ain't hitting him back. You got to focus on That's the silliest hey, thing. Tell, tell Jack Thriller he can comment on all the pictures. I'm going to bust his ass, man. Now, Jack Thriller, you might have a shot at. Holler at him. Jump in his DM. <laughs> tell him you're interested. All right, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-105. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Ursula from Fayetteville, North Carolina. What? Fayetteville. That's right. I just want to say that I think it's a conspiracy on why they're lifting the mask mandates in some of these states. I think they want to say that the vaccines are not working so the numbers can go back up so they can say, see, he can't do it either. That's what I think. I don't. Well, I mean, that's, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put nothing past this country, but I don't think none of these uh, governments want their economies to still be in the toilet. You know what I mean? I don't think. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I still think it's a conspiracy. I would have to look at the states. Are you saying that the 16? Well, I think that is true, though. The 16 states that lifted the mask mandates are red states for the most part. That's right. I know that's right. I, I saw Trump put out a, a, a press release yesterday saying, "When y'all getting y'all shots, y'all make sure to thank him." Because <laughs> yeah, y'all wouldn't have got shots for five years if it wasn't for him. Yeah, so he if he said. was still in office, we wouldn't have got him. He right. I saw he also was saying to donate to him and not to the Republican Party. <laughs> He's crazy. Hello, who's this? Hey, MB, it's Gia. Everybody calls me Kool-Aid. Hi, Charlemagne. Peace, Hi, Kool-Aid. Angela-y. What flavor hey, Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid are you? I was calling because I wanted to get off my chest about Trav and, uh, I guess, Carmelo. The yep. Human. Yep. Oh, Melo, yeah. Melo just uh, called the second ago, too. Trying to Go explain itself. He just called trying to explain. See, no, that's like 6 9 trying to DM uh, Lil Nas X. Like, unless it's about some music, like, what is going on, guys? What's going well, on? It well, was about music. He was singing. He said it's about music, but I don't think it no, was about music. y'all asked him, why were you guys DMing? He said, I don't know. He said he just sent me a, a, a DM singing. Yeah. It was no nothing in there about them doing music together. Yeah, Melo saying it's about music, but what's crazy is I've never heard of Melo doing music. Trav, I definitely know, does music. Melo, nah. I did try to get Melo right. to sing so for us, and he kind of was, he was a little nervous. He didn't do it. No, 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 no. But I just wanted to call and say, I will see you guys <laughs> every day. I really, really love y'all. And I just hope y'all keep doing y'all thing. But please try to bring some more artists back on the show, because I know y'all trying to get, like, the Black Excellence things going on. But come on, guys. We want to hear we, from the artists. We've had mad artists this year. Not really. What, what artists you want to hear? What yeah, artists cool. you looking for? Y'all ain't had no Cardi B's on there. Y'all ain't had nobody relevant. Well, Cardi, now, now, I'm no, that, that, Cardi that, B. That. Cardi B is in the studio working, so she's not really doing too much right now until she's ready because she's got an album she's working on. So we did try. 
And that's also Maybe not true, though. Lizzo or somebody. See? Six nine to talk about why oh, my God. We had we had Pooh Shiesty here, which is on. one of the biggest artists out right now that's coming up. We had, we had Fredo Baby Bang. up here. We had Fredo Bang had up here. Earth Gang. Mm, I don't know who Earth Gang is, but all good, guys. Love y'all. Have a good day. You ain't tell us what flavor Kool-Aid you are either, though. Black Cherry, always. Okay. All right. I thought you were going to say red. <laughs> Oh, follow me on Instagram, Black Kool-Aid. Oh uh, Black Kool-Aid. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Mama. And check out um, Earth Gang's new joint. They got a, a new single with Wale. It's pretty dope. It's called Options. They went to uh, Hampton University, so shout out to Earth Gang. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and since Black Cherry Kool-Aid was just asking about Cardi B, let's talk about Cardi B and her true Hollywood story. She has some issues with that, and we'll tell you what she had to say. All right, we'll get into it next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Cardi B. It's about time. What's going on? This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, E! is releasing a true Hollywood story, and one of the episodes is about Cardi B. Now, she posted on social media, I love E! and I've always been grateful for all the love, but I did not approve of the E! Hollywood story. My life is my story. How can someone tell my story without asking me? But hey, maybe the story will be good. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it. However, I would love to tell my story myself when I'm ready. I've been through and been influenced by a lot of bad-ish since a teenager that that's that when I'm ready, I'll be willing to talk about it. Yeah, I really will never understand how legally yeah. networks are able to do that. A network can create a whole false narrative about a person based on how they feel or things they've yeah. heard and read, but none of it is facts. How are you going to call it a true Hollywood story if you're not talking to the actual person? Or the no family in person. Right. Forget the, the new family season too. starts Monday, March 15th, and not only Cardi B, but Jay-Z, Prince Harry, and Meghan Markle, Laverne Cox, and more will be airing. Yeah, forget the family too. Family will lie too just for a book. I mean, when people pass away and they do these true Hollywood stories, you know what I mean? Like, at least speak to the family before you just do things that you feel or that you heard. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what it's like. I'm sure she's going to learn a lot about herself that she didn't know. <laughs> I'm going to learn a lot about myself that I didn't know. <laughs> 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 All right, Lena Waith is launching a record label with Def Jam. It's called Hillman Grad Records, and she announced this yesterday. She said music and storytelling have always gone hand in hand, and I think that's because musicians are the storytellers we love the most. At Hillman Grad Productions, we believe in identifying and amplifying new talent, and we want to continue to do that in the music industry. Interesting. Whoever mm -hmm. Lena puts out going to have a mean sneaker game. That I know. Mm-hmm. All right, now Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack will actually be performing at the Grammys. You know, they were really going hard to make sure that the Grammys had them on the lineup. Uh, Bruno Mars had posted, Dear Grammys, if you can see it in your hearts to allow two out-of-work musicians to perform at your show, we would really appreciate it. We just released a song. It could really use the promotion right now. We have a lot riding on this record and the Pelicans game next week, but that's another story. So Silk Sonic will follow all safety protocols. He said, we haven't been able to perform for a while. We just want to sing. We'll send in an audition tape and take as many COVID tests as we need to. I promise we won't be extra. Well, looks like it all worked out. And say, so they have been added to that lineup. Now, when is Silk Sonic album dropping? They was on Breakfast Club uh, last, last Friday week. and they put mm -hmm. out that single. What's the single called? I thought it was called Bruce Leroy. Leave the door open. Leave the door open. When is the album dropping? Mm -hmm. Do we know? Mm -mm. They mm. haven't said yet that I know of. 
So, yes. But I, listen, great performers. So I look forward to seeing them perform. Absolutely. And I saw the Grammys tweeted them back like, did you guys change your number? So looks like it's happening. Um, now let's talk about Stacey Dash. She is welcome back on some of the things that she has said politically. And she said she's not that person anymore. And she's also quit politics. Here is Stacey Dash uh, talking about it. I've lived my life being angry, which was what I was on Fox News. You know, I was the angry, conservative black woman. And at that time in my life, it was uh, who I was. And I realized in 2016 that anger is unsustainable and it will destroy you. What people don't know is that I made a lot of mistakes because of that anger. And this was on Daily Mail TV. Now she also talked about Joe Biden and, you know, she was a big Trump supporter before. Being a supporter of Trump has put me in some kind of box that I do not belong in. I don't hate anyone. I, I don't know where that comes from. And, well, I, he's not the president. <laughs> so I'm going to give the president that we have right now a chance. Yep, sounds like the phone rang and someone was on the other end saying, wake up, nigga. One thing about that nigga wake up call, at some point the phone with the N-word on it will ring. And what's sad is, is so many people like Stacey Dash who are performative. And now that Trump isn't in power anymore, it doesn't benefit her to keep the performance up. And whatever act she was selling, she has to maintain that in the real world. And that's not even who she is. But well, she said, she I think the Capitol riots were appalling. She said when that happened, I was like, OK, I'm done. I'm truly done. Because senseless violence of any kind I denounced would happen on January 6th was just stupid and appalling. Yeah. She also, by the way, is playing a doctor in a new anti-abortion movie, Roe versus Wade. And she said the movie stance on abortion men producers struggled to find locations that would allow them to shoot. And the premiere was reportedly shunned in Hollywood. And she also said she's basically been blacklisted. She said being a black conservative is not easy. The idea that people think I'm coming from a place of judgment with the things I believe. No, it's experience. I'm from the hood. She said the codes of the street are very conservative. If you're not a hustler, if you don't know how to hustle, how to make your money, you're a lamb for the slaughter. If you have a gun and someone tries to take your gun, not good things are going to happen to you. Well, that's what happens when you pick a side. When you pick a side, you got to stay there. Not necessarily because you want to stay there, because people will keep you there. So mm -hmm. that's what happens when you be on the wrong side of history. And it's just weird when people say, you know, the Capitol riots is what opened my eyes. As if Trump that, that wasn't finally? stoking, as if Trump wasn't stoking those flames for four years. That's crazy, you know. But all hey, right, well, God bless her. That is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Yes, and we are going to talk about Wisconsin Republican Glenn Grothman. What he said about Black Lives Matter not liking the old-fashioned family. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Mountain Dew is partnering with HBCUs in an effort to uplift the next generation of badass black innovators and entrepreneurs with the Real Change Opportunity Fund Pitch Competition. Empowering students to go out and do. Visit MountainDew.com slash Real Change to enter. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. Now let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yeezy? 
Well, let's start with Wisconsin Republican Glenn Grothman was on the floor and they were talking about the $1.9 trillion stimulus plan and he's saying that people, families get penalized, old-fashioned families. But somehow he brought Black Lives Matter into it. Listen to this. One of the things that hasn't been mentioned here, the increase in the earned income tax credit for single people has a marriage penalty in it. I, br- I bring it up because I know the strength that Black Lives Matter had in this last election. I know it's a group that it doesn't like the old-fashioned family. Um, disturbed that we have another program here in which we're increasing the marriage penalty. What? Right. What does Black Lives Matter have to do with anything? Well, Stacey Plaskett, Delegate Stacey Plaskett, got him together. She said this. How dare you say that Black Lives Matter, Black people do not understand old-fashioned families. Despite some of the issues, some of the things that you have put forward that I've heard out of your mouth, we have been able to keep our families alive for over 400 years, and the assault on our families to not have Black lives or not even have Black families. How dare you say that we are not interested in families in the Black community? Yeah, I don't think think that's fair to say, but I think that comes from the fact that a couple of the founders of BLM identify as queer and at least one of them uh, is married to a person who identifies as trans. But that doesn't mean they don't like the old fashioned family just because of what their personal experiences are. That's what I think. he's getting at. And he did an interview afterwards saying that his remarks were misrepresented. And he said he's referring to the Black Lives Matter organization and its Marxist founders and uh, what, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, that's what he's referring. He's referring to the founders. But what does Black Lives Matter have to do with the well, stimulus just, plan? And it's just ridiculous. Nothing at all. Oh, I don't know. I have. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But that's what. Yeah, that's what he's referring to. The founders of BLM. All right. Now let's discuss daylight savings time. You know, Sunday is spring forward time. So you're supposed to adjust your clocks this Sunday. But there's a group of lawmakers who want to make it the last time that ever happens. There's a bipartisan bill that's been introduced in the Senate. And they want to make it so that in November, Americans don't fall back and adjust their clocks again. They just want to keep it so we don't have to keep switching our clock. Do y'all care about that? No. Mm -mm. The Sunshine Protection Act of 2021 is what they're talking about. I'm not going to lie. When it's time to switch clocks, though, like my oven will be on the wrong time for like four months. It takes me forever to change the clocks. But I am actually, uh, it's actually fun when you get to fall back and you get that extra hour. But this uh, weekend, you are going to lose an hour just so you guys know. It feels all the same to me. I mean, it does. You don't feel like you lose an hour of sleep when you No, it just gets light a lot earlier. Light a lot earlier, which I love. That's, That's about it. All right, and there's a security camera hack that has been exposed, and it exposes hospitals, workplaces, and schools. So hackers are trying to call attention to the dangers of mass surveillance. They were able to peek into these hospital schools, factories, jails, and corporate offices after they broke into the systems of a security camera startup. So the California startup is called Vercada, and they're investigating the scope of the breach. That's why they tell you not to have cameras inside your home. Outside, I get it, unless maybe you have like a nanny cam, but it is hard to have cameras in your home because people can hack into those. Yeah, they can hack in, into it. I, I mean, yeah, I got cameras everywhere in my crib. I ain't go front, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I, I don't have any in the bedrooms, all in the uh, in the common places, by all the doors, by, you know, all the big windows. I absolutely positively have cameras. Yeah, just don't put them in no personal places. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Don't put them in the bathroom. No, in the bedrooms. <laughs> don't put like them that. in the bedroom. You put them in the hallway. 
You know, I saw a video where somebody had hacked into a camera and there was like a young child and the person was talking to the child on the camera. I've seen that like too, but room. a lot of people. That, that looks scary. But you know, you could do that through, I don't know if it's Echo or Google devices. You know, you could talk through it sometimes. And sometimes but you can't that goes see through. it, right? No, you can't see it though. But yeah, that's scary. But a lot of people put those cameras in their houses for nanny cams to make sure the nannies or whatever the help is, the babysitter is not beating up or hurting the child. So they have them there as protection, but you just got to be extra careful. And at this point, does it matter? We're all under surveillance, bro. Big brother been watching. Big brother, big sister, big daddy, big mama. They, are, they been watching. Not when I'm in my house naked, though. All right, you think that. Somebody done seen that little beige ass a million times. Goodness okay. gracious. I'm telling you. That's just the world we live in, man. It's got personal. Everything's All under, right, well. Everything, yeah, got too personal. Everything's <laughs> under surveillance, man. You can't get away with nothing. People hear every word you say. Like, you think it's a coincidence when you're randomly talking about something, then when you go to your laptop or your phone, it just pops up on your phone all of a sudden. Yeah. But my beige ass don't pop up on the phone, though. How you know? Well, no. Look, I guarantee you right now, when you pull up on your phone, it's going to be asses. Lights can't ask shut up, everywhere. Man. Shut <laughs> up. Let me right Google now. DJ Envy beige ass. Oh, stop it. See what comes up. Okay. Wow. I'm intrigued. Hold on. What do you the see? The first thing that comes <laughs> up is Charlemagne's butt. Let me see. And Envy's holding it. That is true. <laughs> no, that is true. That is true. The first thing that comes up is Charlemagne's butt. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> his butt. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Drop one of oh, those bombs goodness. for me. Oh, you can't God. escape me, King. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back. Oh, no, you know what's funny? Google says. Uh, then you it mean... says DJ Envy caught up in booty scandal. <laughs> this I don't know about that. It says, did you mean it DJ does. Envy big ass? <laughs> I can't with you guys. Well. You know, the, it does say DJ Envy caught up in booty scandal. And then it says. I don't see that. Wow, this is crazy. It says, DJ Envy, when Shorty offered to pound his brown balloon knot with oh, nine nah, and a half nah, inches. No, 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 I do see that one. He's right. She's right. <laughs> I do see that one. I'll wait, I'll wait for you guys to finish. Wow. <laughs> this is a wild headline, bro, bro. <laughs> you guys finish? Jesus I never Christ. even heard it referred to as something like that. When you want me to look up, you me look up brown, Angela Yee Beige ass? Let me look it up Angela Yee Beige balloon ass. knot. <laughs> DJ Envy is used to taunting his guests as one of the three co-hosts of the nationally broadcast radio morning show, The Breakfast Club. But this morning, it was his turn. A nine and a half inch strap? <gasps> really, Envy? Respect. It says Envy's strap on <laughs> Revelation became an immediate trending topic on Twitter. Currently, there are close to 68,000 tweets. <laughs> Somebody said she tried to scare DJ Envy away with a nine and a half inch dildo, and Envy took his coat off. <laughs> <laughs> Envy agreed that his My libido God. was so out of control he just couldn't help himself. Wow. <laughs> he said it was gay. So what? I wait for you guys to be finished. Oh, man. Whoa. Nine and a half inch jab. DJ Envy ain't no bitch. Respect. Respect, respect is funny as hell. How you put hashtag respect? <laughs> oh, that's you guys finish? Woo. Yeah. That's your real report. <laughs> You guys finish. Oh, oh man, I'm only crying out my left eye, man. I promise. Are you guys done? <laughs> you guys done? 
Oh, man. Well, Should I tell you what I look up Charlemagne's black ass and Angela Yee's ass as well? Tell Should me. I tell you what I see? Okay. What do you see? I ain't gonna say it. Well, Gucci Mane pops up, but I ain't gonna say it. <laughs> For both of us? <laughs> For you. Because wow. wow. he called you a, a punk ass. No, you're so supposed to go high, Envy. <laughs> no. What the hell? What the? Go Gucci Mane calls Angela Yee a punk ass. Drive, go to commercial. Drive us. I said go to commercial. No, I'm just reading what I said. Go to commercial. When we come back, go to commercial. Caesar will Jesus be joining Christ. us flipping New Jersey. He's going to be talking about his new book, Flipping Keys. Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk to him. Oh, Flipping Envy. That's a good time. Go to commercial, Dramos. You don't listen, you Spanish Gucci man. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line. Charlemagne stepped away. I think to go to the bathroom. We have Caesar, a.k.a. Flipping NJ, and his wife, Jenny Tips or Hello. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. So, yep. Caesar, you put out a book, mm-hmm. yep. Flipping Keys, and didn't know about all this history that you had uh, of what you used to do in these streets. If, so, for people that don't know, t- tell them how you got started and what you got into and what got you into real estate. Because it wasn't the, I'm going to go to high school, go to college, get my degree, and become a real estate agent. You kind of uh, got the knowledge of the real estate industry from someplace else. So break it down where you started getting into real estate. So pretty much I graduated high school. Instead of doing the right thing like all my, all my friends did, I chose the streets instead of going to school. So I was messing around in the streets probably for about, I graduated high school in 97. From 97 to like 2000, like 2002, I was messing around. I, I caught a case and I still kept on messing around. And Back then, I thought nothing was going to happen. It was a white-collar crime. And I've done so much other things worse than that, right? <laughs> At that point, I'm like, oh, this is this is nothing. You know, ain't nothing going to happen. Credit, credit yeah. card scams, right? Credit card yeah. scams. Yeah, so before that, I, you know, I, 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 from the age of 16 on, I was selling drugs uh, on and off. And I never got in trouble for that. Uh, I caught a couple, like, small cases, did a couple months in the county, juvenile stuff, stuff like that. And then I, I, I was in the streets for a long period of time. Then I did that and I ended up getting caught and that's what brought me to prison. Uh, at that wait, time- wait, back, I, up, back up, Caesar, back up. Not only did you end up getting caught, but you had a family member snitch on you. Why don't you got, you can't leave out things like that. Uh, yeah, so- um, I, you know what's I, crazy? I, I didn't read the book, but I know all these stories. You told that story? Yeah. The full story? Yeah. Oh, this is good, go ahead. All right, so um, I had a family member He's the one that actually snitched on me. So he came to me that he needed to make some money because uh, one of uh, his sister was pregnant at the time. And her, the guy that got her pregnant, he left her. So the, the household was messed up. And I was like, all right, I, you know, I, I'll help you all. Cause so I put him on, he made like 10, 20,000 with me. And then uh, he tells me, oh, I'm going to take that money and I, I'm going to sell drugs. And that uh, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm sell ecstasy because he was heavy on the in the club scene. I told him, I'm not messing with that. You know, what I'm doing now is nothing. You know, I can't get in trouble. <laughs> Months go by and uh, I see him again. And he's like, oh, I still need to make some money. It was my cousin's baby shower. I paid for everything. Um, you know, we took care of everything for, for her. And even at, at that baby shower, my wife was like, yo, don't you think they're acting kind of funny with us? Right? Yeah, because I remember like just setting up the whole, po- like try- like at least on the phone with them all day, setting up, bring the chair, bring this, pick this up, drop this off. Like back then we had like the little souvenirs that go on the tables, little things like that. 
And I just remember being there and everybody taking pictures and like we're just sitting on the corner of the party exiled. Yeah, nobody took right. pictures with us. Yeah, so and I caught on to that right yeah. away. And then um at the party he comes up to me, oh cuz I need to, you know, help me out again. I need to make some money. I was like, all right, come up my house on Tuesday. He comes by my house on Tuesday, but I didn't know at that point that he caught a case in New York for selling drugs. And he comes to my house that Tuesday and um he's wearing a wire. So I gave I gave him the credit card. Uh, it, it was back then. It was like a, a black box we used to call it. And when people pay with a credit card, you would swipe the credit card and it was still the information. So I gave him that, and we're talking, boom, boom, whatever. He leaves. Thursday, I'm in front of uh, my house, and there was a payphone back then, which you know there's no payphones now. So I'm standing in front of the payphone, and I see a black Corsica pulls up with, uh, you know, it was two white guys, which of course, it was the uh, Secret Service. Because the Secret Service is with, deals with a uh, credit card fraud. So I see these two white guys, and for some reason, they hit the wall in the parking lot. I'm like, why the hell these guys crashed? And then they jumped out the car, and they start running. And I, I ran the other way because my house had uh, two entrances. So they went the other way. I went the other way, and I, and I smoked them, which uh, <laughs> at, at, at the time, I was, I was a little chubby. But, and, and they actually told me later on, they're like, how the hell you beat us? I was like, I had Jordans on, bro. That's what it is. <laughs> So, now, was you at this weight when you ran again? When you ran from him? Was you at this weight? No, no, weight? no, no. Um, he, he being I, disrespectful, Caesar. Don't let him be disrespectful. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, so, uh, no, nah, I was actually chubbier than this. And I, <laughs> I, I, I smoked him. I went upstairs. I got rid of everything. And at that time, uh, we, we lived in a two-family. And downstairs was the dentist's office. And they were trying to come upstairs. But the dentist was like, I'm not letting you. For some reason, they didn't have the warrant yet. So they had to wait like 10, 15 minutes. They got it. Then my landlord let him up. So I went upstairs, I got rid of everything, everything was gone. Then they come upstairs and he's like, oh yeah, you think it's slick, right? You got rid of everything, right? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. He's like, it doesn't matter. Your cousin snitched on you already. Damn. Damn. So we got you already. And I was like, oh, man. And they were a little disappointed when they got there too, because they yeah. expected like a lot more like cash, a lot more stuff, right? Yeah, because yeah, when I ran from them, I didn't think it was for me. I thought it was because of my brother. Right. I felt right. they they coming after my brother and, and it was actually for me. And uh, where were you, Jen? Where were you, Jen? I was, at, was, work. Yeah, was, at, I work. was at work. I was at work. He called me and he goes, he called me at work and he's like, I'm about to get locked up, I think. And then I left my job and I was parked across the street and I saw all the detectives, the cops. And I just sat there and I waited. And then after they all left, I went upstairs and I was with the mother. The mother was bawling, crying. How much time did you get at that point? Well, I, I went in. I came out on bail, so I ended up doing a little bit less than two years. That's good, and you didn't have to snitch on nobody. That's great. No, nope. uh, you know, <laughs> at, at that point though, right? I didn't have any kids, so the guys that you know back then that were on the team with us, they were all older than me. They had kids and families, so I was like, you know what? I got no kids. I'll take the weight. You know, it is what it is, right? I'm gonna do the right thing. You know, the, by the streets, I'm not gonna talk. You know, I, I, I did something wrong. I, I got to pay the consequences, but then. When, when I get sentenced and I'm about to go in, she gets pregnant, you know, we get, well, she gets pregnant. And then my daughter's born while I'm in prison. Mm -hmm. But you learned how to get into the real estate game from your prison bunkies yeah. and prison rates, right? Yeah. So um, my big brother came in, uh, his name is Renee, and he was a real estate guy and uh, he's never been in trouble. Mm -hmm. So I kind of taught him how to bid and he told me about real estate. And I came out uh, with everything he taught me. I came out, he still did it like another five years after that. So we didn't hook up to like five years later, five, six years later. And everything he taught me, I just ran with it. I came out right from the halfway house. I was doing mortgages. 
which is crazy. This was the wild cowboy days. Like this guy just came out of prison. He's in the halfway <laughs> house and now he's doing mortgages with people's information, which makes no sense. But that, 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 that was the time back then. And then, I, then I did mortgages. Uh, the market went down. Uh, we opened up a restaurant that went horrible. We pretty much lost everything. So I came home, uh, we came up, opened up the restaurant. We were back down and then got into real estate. Been doing it ever since 15 years later. It sees how difficult was it for you when you first started the flip properties? I mean, everybody sees the success you're having now, but I'm sure you didn't just start off successful. Oh no, it it, it 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 was tough, man. Like at the beginning, right back then, it was when you had all those shows on uh, on TV, right? Uh, flip this house, all those shows. So flipping is sexy, right? Everybody wants to flip a property. So I tried to flip a property, but the market had collapsed at that point. So I had to switch it up. So instead of flipping properties, I went into uh, the rental properties, and I was in that space for about ten years. And now the market changed again. Now it's flip. Now flipping is the thing to do. How did you get the money for your first one? Because you didn't have any money. So, so how did you get the money to get your first property? I didn't have any money, bro. So I ended up, uh, we sold our car. We pawned my wife's engagement ring. Uh, my parents let me borrow money, which they still throw in my face to this day. <laughs> um, but remember, when I started, that's when the market collapsed. So all you really needed to, to do a deal was the first house that I got was $40,000. Wow. All right, we got more with Flippin' New Jersey and his wife, Jenny Tips. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. If you ever wanted to get into real estate, whether you're a first-time home buyer or an investor, my partner is uh, in the building. He has a new book, Flipping Keys. He talks about his story, how he got into real estate, and how he currently owns over 1,600 units. Flippin' New Jersey. Yee. How has the pandemic affected these rental properties? You know, I know some people aren't paying rent, but how does that affect you? It, 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 at the beginning, you know, back in March, right? April, everything was scary, right? None of us knew what was going to happen. But I actually made more money last year in the pandemic than my, my, my previous years. As far as... Really? How? Because the market has gone up so much in value. I had a lot of properties that I bought for, you know, 40, 60, 80,000, 120,000. So now I'm kind of selling those properties that I had at the beginning and I'm taking it, taking that money to another more other markets where I see how my market was years ago and taking advantage of that. And, it's, and, and on the flip side too, especially flipping on the rental side, you know, we got beat up a little bit at the beginning, but then, you know, once everybody started getting their PPP loans and their RSBA loans and all that stuff, people, you know, mo most of our tenants caught up because we did work with them. The toughest uh, issues we have as far as tenants was pretty much our commercial tenants, you know, our restaurants, you know, our barbershops, hair salons, those tenants were the ones that got hit the hardest. On the residential side, we didn't do too, too bad. He's never stopped. I stopped a little bit because I got nervous, but but Caesar has continued to do. I think you how many how many flips have you done during the pandemic? When we first met, I was only doing like fifteen to twenty flips a year, and I was doing like fifty to sixty. 50 you know, 60. Um, I think this year we'll probably do about eighty. Right now, the market is definitely hot for flipping. That's pretty much where it's at, and I think it's going to be there for at least another two years. Yeah, at least give or take. Now, for somebody who wants to, to get the game uh, for, for their first property, what, what do you suggest? I know we always talk about Angela Yee, kind of what Angela Yee did with her house. What do you suggest somebody do as a first-time home buyer that wants to get in the game of making money in real estate? Right now, it depends on what market you're in. You know, the easiest thing you could do is, you know, get an FHA loan, 3.5% down, get a rental property. Like for us, right, 
you know, for all of us, even you, like, it, it makes no sense for us, right, to really get rental properties right now in Jersey, right, or, or in the tri-state area, because we, we come from that market where, you know, we buy under market value, we add value to it, and then we rent, you know, rent, fix, refinance, whatever we do. That market doesn't exist for us in the tri-state area, but for a, a first-time home buyer, even though, yeah, you're paying more now for a rental property, interest rates are so low that you're still going to cash flow. So, you know, with a three and a half percent rate, you know, if it's a multifamily, a, a three family, uh, you almost get all your money back if the property is already rented. You know, see, see the two, man, the best thing I've seen you do over years, man, is lose weight, man. <laughs> no, thank you. When, when, when Donnell Rollins was up here and he he made the joke about you being big pun, did that inspire you? Any, any? <laughs> Don't disrespect my motivation. <laughs> oh my God. I'm a church flyer, man. That dude, man. I ain't gonna lie. Do I say that when you be in Paris in New Jersey, what your background look like, son? When I do, I say that. What's the name of it? Will you be out there selling houses with big pun, son? Shout the season. You know what? I thought it was funny, right? Of course, you know I love Terry Squad. You know I grew up with that, right? So I thought it was funny. The one that hit me hard though was uh, Michael Blackson. Who's that fat guy that's always you always trying to sell a house with this? Why don't you take that to the gym? Who's this fat greasy that always stand next to you? His name is Caesar. Is that what he said? Caesar pizza. Pizza pizza. Every time, every time I, this fat guy just stands in the back and just don't do nothing. You just do all the talking. That was a good one, bro. But that, 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 he 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 hit me hard with that one. I actually saw the Vegas and we were cracking up and so we're joking about it. But that, that, that one was harsh. That was the one that made you say, "Nah, f that. I'm gonna lose weight, goddamn." Yeah, yeah, that that, 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 that was that, that, that was you know that was a good one. It's crazy because Caesar was never always big. Mm-hmm. He was the way he is now, maybe a little bit skinnier is the way I met him. Right. And then over the years, like we used to go out over the years, we used to go out to eat all the time. He would gain the weight and then she I wouldn't. would stay skinny. Yeah. So little by little, he just gained the weight, gained the weight, gained the weight. And then, you know, he decided to make that lifestyle change. It's crazy because well, two people can could... enjoy the money, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that two people could eat the same things and it'll affect two people differently. Yeah, I think now, I'm about to be 40 years old this year and now is when my body's changing and now I'm starting to gain weight and now he makes fun of me. <laughs> look and look at how Gia stays skinny and she eats oh, so yeah. much, right, Envy? She eats crazy. I, if I ate what Gia ate, I would be 400 pounds. <laughs> Gia has a natural six pack. Yeah, she does, <laughs> I it, but it's, it's weird. Now, uh, also, um, for people that don't know, they can order the book right now on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. The book is doing extremely well. It's actually a company called Iconic that we created. So it's an independent book company. The book is selling off the shelves. Uh, we wanted One thing I would say about Caesar, uh, he wants to do everything on his own. He wants to own everything. So uh, even mm-hmm. the show that uh, we have with 50 Cent that's coming out, we own part of that. Uh, this book company and this book there, we own part of that. Everything he does, like he's all about ownership, you know, which is always a good thing. Is is that's what he promotes. So, how did the book deal come out for people that don't know? Uh, pretty much, you know, it, it's pretty amazing, man. I w- I wasn't expecting it to be such a success so quickly. Amazon actually made a mistake. It was it's actually supposed to come out the twenty third, mm. and they released it by mistake earlier. And you know, I hit number one in real estate, number one in money and finance, number one in uh. Uh, was it Hispanic uh, biographies or something like like four or five different categories then Barnes and Noble released it they followed Amazon's uh, lead 
and then they released it then i hit a uh, top 100 bestseller on that list and uh wow. but now you know the real push for the book all the promotion and everything was actually going to be after the 23rd and uh it, you know it, it did well you know from the door which uh yeah, i'm only thankful for that you know uh i'm the kind of person like to be honest with you you know besides like i always tell envy if it wasn't for envy i wouldn't be doing real estate seminars i was never thinking about being a public speaker now I have a book and, you know, my teachers just say that uh, I could barely read and write. So, it wasn't know. his teachers, it was me. Yeah, so, yeah, he was just like, don't sign your name like that. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, but now I got a book, huh? So. Nah, it's dope. I think, I think you and Envy's, you know, y'all partnership is, is, has really helped, you know, the both of y'all in a real way. Because people, I, I was listening to Drink Champs yesterday and Do It All just randomly started talking about Caesar. And everything Caesar is doing in New Jersey. So I mean, you know, it's just good to see something like real estate at the forefront of our of our culture. Cause I can't remember it being like that before. No, not at all. And the reason we got it, we started doing seminars is when I first met Caesar, so many people were like, yo, don't mess with him. He's a he's a con. He's a he's a felon. He he's a criminal. He's a this, he's a that, you know, don't mess with him. And I was like, how many people do we know that are criminals, that are past criminals? You can't judge a man by his past. The man has changed. And um, that's why we even started doing it. I wanted him to tell a story. He didn't want to tell a story. He didn't want to um, tell his daughter because he was a little ashamed at first. And I'm like, no, tell your story. This is this can help somebody out there. And that's what we've been doing. We've been helping people out there that have similar stories and say, look, you could change your life around and give back to your community. And that's the reason why we doing the, started these seminars. And we got two coming up, mm-hmm. one in Atlanta and one in New York City. So if you guys want to learn more about real estate, come come join us and come see us in Atlanta on the 14th and uh, in New York, New Jersey on May 2nd. And one thing I, I want to tell you too that most people is you have to have a strong partner. Um, Jen, I laugh about with Jen all the time. So Jen flew with me to Atlanta, well not flew with me with Atlanta, but she met me in Atlanta to go look at real estate because Caesar was here handling business. And people don't know, when we go look at these homes, sometimes the key don't work. Sometimes the lockbox is broke. Jen will climb a window, climb a balcony. <laughs> Yeah. Jen will go through the basement. She'll go through a side door. She'll go through the skinny door just to make sure she gets that money and and she and she does it like they. So Envy, you let her do that and you won't do it. It's breaking and entering. I'm a little bit like more compact. Envy, that is a shame. Why do you have Jen doing all that? Why don't you? Envy, Envy didn't have those criminal traits. Jen still hasn't lost <laughs> touch from the street. <laughs> Envy's like, oh man, the door's locked. I'm oh like, well, nothing wrong. <laughs> Well, definitely check out the book. Flipping Keys is out right now. Get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. And don't forget, we'll be in your city soon. Atlanta is the next seminar. That is March 14th. Learn how we make money in real estate. Hopefully you can purchase your first house or your first investment house. And then May 2nd, we are in New York City, New Jersey area. So see you, Jen. I appreciate you. And I'll see y'all in the office in a little bit. Peace, peace. Bye, guys. Thank you. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, Academics was telling a story during a live Twitch session where he was talking about how a young boy was supposed to show up to the studio and work with J. Cole. And J. Cole waited, but young boy didn't show. J. Cole waited in the studio for eight hours for young boy to show up. Young boy didn't show up. Facts. Now, let me be fair to young boy. No, no disrespect to J. Cole. J. Cole's just a rapper. Young boy be going through. Young boy said, yo, my energy and everything else or whatever is not fit to be in studio with that guy. And it wasn't about J. Cole. It was just that he and personally what he was going through wasn't fit to be in that environment. 
Now, of course, he's not the person who's too courteous that's going to like, hey, J. Cole, I'm not going to make it tonight. Ack is hilarious to me, man. Drop on a clues bomb for Ack. Why Because Ack says no disrespect to J. Cole, but then disrespects J. Cole. He says, J. Cole <laughs> is just a rapper. Young boy really be going through stuff. We don't know what's going on in Cole's life. Everybody fighting battles that we don't know anything about. You can't dismiss Cole as just a rapper. Damn, Ack. <laughs> Right, because J. Cole, you just don't know because he's he is also more private. So you don't know what he's going through. It's not like he puts a lot of his stuff out there for everybody to consume. Yeah, J. Cole could have been going through something that day, but decided mm-hmm. to go to the studio, you know, because the studio is therapeutic. Who knows? But, you know, whatever. Great story, though. I will say, I feel like Youngboy is very courteous. When I... um did that interview with him. He kept calling me Miss Angela. He was very nice and courteous the whole time. Well, and he respects his elders. You know? Yeah, he likes his elders. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. And J. Cole is his elder, too. Like, you know, and I get it. Like, he should have called and told or somebody should have called and let him know, hey, I'm not going to show up. Definitely you definitely don't want to be waiting eight hours. But I feel like that would be a good collaboration. It would be interesting. It would be good. I, I thought that would be dope. Yeah, it would be interesting. I wouldn't be mad at it. All right, now Chloe and Hallie have become the Neutrogena ambassadors, so that's dope for them. I think that's the first time they've used music artists as ambassadors. So they posted, surprise, we are so excited to announce that we are the new faces of Neutrogena. Finding the perfect skincare routine is not easy, but with Neutrogena, we glow from the inside and out. So that's dope for them. Mm-hmm. I actually really like Chloe and Hallie. I think they are the sweetest person. They actually just were with us for International Women's Day, and they were talking about getting their own separate accounts because they they usually are always together but they've both been working on separate things so they haven't been together all the time that's why they decided they had to start their own accounts but they're also in their 20s and people act like they when they do their posting right yeah yeah, they're not teenagers anymore let them grow up i mean yeah they're great representation for for young black women so drop on a clues bonds with chloe and hallie i don't see how you i don't see how you can dislike them like, People were like? going in on like Chloe for posting pictures of herself that they thought were too sexy. It's like she's oh, the TikTok in her 20s. dances. Yeah, she's twenty years old. Yeah, like-, like let her live. It wasn't, you know what. Anyway, uh, Michelle Obama has opened up to People magazine about her mental health struggles during coronavirus and dealing with depression. Here's what she said. Depression is understandable in these circumstances during these times. And to think that somehow that we, we can just continue to rise above all of the the shock and the trauma and the upheaval that we have been experiencing without feeling it in that way is just unrealistic. I agree. Impossible. Right. And she also is concerned mostly about younger people because I guess she's learned how to have the right tools to deal with it. One of the things that is getting me through is that I'm old enough to have perspective. And that's the tough thing that I think kids are challenged by during this this time, is that to get through this kind of crisis, you need the benefit of resilience to know that things will get better. That's why I talk about mental health so much, man. You know, people say I talk about it too much, but I don't think you can talk about it enough. But I'll tell you one thing she did say that's very true. Uh, being older and having perspective is like uh, a, another another superpower. Because when you're a certain age and you've seen things be bad before, you know that trouble doesn't last always. So when it comes to like suicide and things like that, you don't make permanent decisions based off temporary feelings most of the time. Because you know that things you, eventually will get better. Mm-hmm. You know what's harder for the younger generation, though? I feel like there's just so much more access. There's on cyberbullying and having to deal with things going viral and people talking about you. on It's just a whole nother layer. It's 
That is very so true. difficult in this generation and also, that I'm so glad I didn't have to grow up with that. That's why we got to get social emotional learning into the schools. That's why I advocate for therapy at least once a week. That's why I tell people get a sacred purpose coach. You know, I, I, I meditate on the regular now. That's another practice I've added to my mindfulness. So, yeah, you need all those tools and resources in order to get by nowadays. Then we got to start limiting the kids' phone, too. We got to limit the kids' phone use. You just can't be on social media all day long to the fact that it, it really bothers you and it affects you and it makes you, you know, move. Not just the kids, though. Don't adults act like, too. Yeah, don't act like these adults, adults not affected too. either. <laughs> right? A lot of these adults are losing their self via social media as well. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? One of these dumbass kids who I just don't understand. And oh, they just they, they <laughs> just they just need it all. They Goodness just this kid needs therapy. He needs the sacred purpose coach. He needs all meditation. Right. This dude named Kobe Harris needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him because I'm just you, this is just one of those. I'm just I'm just I'm just confused. Bro. You're just just. Okay. I, I don't know. All right. We'll, well, we'll get to that next. And don't forget, Ask E is right after that. So if you uh, need some advice, some relationship advice, you can get on the phone lines right now as well. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here, and I know you've heard me talking about my friends at The General Insurance. The General has been giving their customers excellent customer service for over 55 years. Find out why they are a trusted brand. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed one. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Yes, Donkey of the Day for Thursday, March 11th, goes to a Michigan man named Kobe James Harris. Kobe is 21 years old, and if I had to guess, I would say he identifies as a Floridian. I'm sorry, Florida. I, I hear certain stories and I think to myself that that, that person is trans Floridian. Okay. Kobe James Harris is indeed one of those people. Now, Kobe faces an assault charge stemming from a February 9th argument with his girlfriend, uh, whose name is Lindsay. Okay. Both Harris and Lindsay were attending a live stream court hearing. Uh, by the way, everything is not for Zoom. And court court hearings are absolutely one of those things. Okay, I'll be damned if a judge and jury gonna decide my fate via Wi-Fi. F that. Okay, lawyers, how y'all going along with this? Fly everybody to Georgia, Texas, and Florida to do in-person court hearings, but please don't try me with your broad man. I am begging you. Well, Kobe Harris hearing was screamed on the judge's courtroom YouTube channel. That don't even sound right. I'm not making this up. Judges got YouTube channels now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my alleged crime is your content. Something about that just doesn't feel right. But anyway, Kobe Harris was out on bond, and one of his bond conditions was that he could have no contact with his girlfriend, uh, Lindsay. Her name is Mary Lindsay, actually, but no contact. Okay, no, as in not any, not at all, to no extent. But as I told y'all yesterday, and what I've been telling y'all on all my platforms for a long time, people don't know the difference between right and wrong. They don't know the difference between legal and illegal. They don't know the difference between yes and no. So... This is what happened. Let's go to WDIV NBC4 for the report, please. This young man had a no-contact order, and he was supposed to stay away from the woman, but it had to be court of all places that they found out he was doing the exact opposite. Kobe Harris of Sturgis is out on bond and in a virtual court hearing with his girlfriend. At some point, she starts to hesitate when being questioned by the assistant district attorney. Assistant DA Deborah Davis notices she's constantly looking off screen and speaks up. It was just that we weren't, I mean, I had said I wasn't going to come back. 
the apartment, so he was there. And so then, I mean, that kind of initially just had started the argument. Your Honor, I have reason to believe that the defendant is in the same apartment as the complaining witness right now, and I'm mm, extremely mm, mm, mm. scared for her safety. Judge Jeffrey Middleton then asked for Harris's location oh, and which he's given a fake address. Hmm. I want you to walk out to the front of the house, show me the house number on the house. Why? I I don't even think this phone has the charge for that, so I'm at like 2% right now. <laughs> After a few more excuses, the assistant DA suddenly has some news. The police are at his apartment right now, knocking on the door. Yes. Your Honor, me and both don't want the oh. no contact. I asked that that be dropped. I'm sorry I lied to you. Judge Middleton immediately shuts Harris down. Harris, he was already facing 10 years, and he was also taken right back into custody. Kobe, 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 a black mamba, you are not. You're on bond for an assault charge against your girlfriend. You're in court via Zoom for that assault. You have a no contact order in place, so you are not supposed to be around her. And where did you decide to do your Zoom court hearing from again? Her house? Play, play it again, Dramos, because sometimes I don't believe what I be talking about. Just play, play the first part. This young man had a no-contact order, and he was supposed to stay away from the woman, but it had to be court of all places that they found out he was doing the exact opposite. Okay, you can stop it. I, I'm exhausted, man. I'm telling you. I haven't figured it out yet, but this virtual world we live in is making everything one long episode of Black Mirror. And there's something happening to everyone's brains, especially if you are too logged in all the time that is keeping us in this perpetual state of stupidity. Stupidity. Okay, there are people I know who are very smart, but they end up sounding dumb because they aren't tapping into the natural common sense and logic that exists within all of us. I'm telling you, people wake up every day and they connect to these virtual worlds and allowing these virtual worlds to think for us, allowing these virtual worlds to shape their ideas and feelings. It's causing the Kobe Harris's of the world to make those kind of decisions. Basically, what I'm saying is if you take Kobe Harris's brain and put it in a bird, the bird will fly backwards. Okay, the world just doesn't make sense anymore. I'm old school. So I come from an era where we actually tried to get away with crimes. Okay, this era is committing crimes and then sending their measurements into the police to get size for their jail suits. Okay, they got their wrist out like, can you cuff me now? Now, Kobe is facing a charge of assault with intent to create bodily harm that carries 10 years. But since he's an habitual offender, he faces an, an enhanced sentence of up to 15 years in prison. And it's not immediately clear what additional charges he will face following this court hearing. That's exactly why I'm not doing guess what race it is, because clearly, you know what race it is if they don't even know if they're going to give him additional charges <laughs> for violating uh, the, the conditions of his bond. Please let Remy Ma give Kobe Harris the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker! Are you dumb? Damn, I want to play a game. Okay, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you, you know exactly what game this is. You know, you know what? Come on, you know what race Kobe Harris is. I had to get a restraining order once, and um, against my ex-boyfriend, and I remember he tried to call me before we were going to court, asking, "Did we want to go? Did he want to? Like, did we want to go together?" I was what? like, no, I'm getting a restraining order against you. Oh and then when God. I got there, he kept trying to sit next to me and I moved. And they actually had to make him wait out in the hallway for us because he was harassing me even before we went before the judge. Well, he was trying to make it look like y'all didn't have any problems. So the judge would uh be go easy on him. That's what well, it that backfired. <laughs> the judge was like permanent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you seen him since then? 
one time like on the street randomly but I was just he was saying my name and I was walking with someone they were like that guy's calling you I was like I don't know who that is you didn't put no money in the Starbucks cup nope (laughs) shut up man (laughs) all right Thank you, Charlemagne, for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What you want know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Mike. Mike, what's up? What's good, Yee? How are you? I'm good. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm all right. So about a week ago, I went to my brother's house to visit him, and he was at home. And uh, I kind of accidentally slept with his girl. You slept with your and, brother's uh, girlfriend? Yeah. It, was, it, it wasn't planned or nothing. And I, it's been eating me up. I want to tell him because obviously his girl ain't no good. And obviously I'm not no good either. But, yeah, neither uh, is his brother. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I want to tell him, but I don't, I don't know how to tell him. Um, if I were you, <sighs> see, I don't know if you should tell him in person. That might result in a fight. Yeah, yeah, he's not hes not a very patient person. All right, I, now, Mike, how did this happen accidentally? Explain this to me. So I went to visit him. He wasn't home, and and it, one thing led to another. She she came on to me. I didn't—I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about anything like that. If he wasn't and home, why did you even go in the house? I didn't know he wasn't home. And when I got there, I just went there to, to wait on him, and um, within 30 minutes, it happened. So she just walked over to you, like... I mean, we were sitting on the couch, and, you know, she started touching on me and stuff, and and it led to Jeez. Because you know he's going to ask all kind of questions. Yeah, I mean, I'll answer anything. I'll be honest with him, but... And then what is the rest of the family going to say, too? I'm not worried about nobody else. I'm just worried about him, and... I mean, I know he's going to be upset at me, but I feel like if she did it with me, I'm sure she's doing it with other people, too. Yeah, but how long have they been together? It's been about a year. Yeah, you got to let him know because he can't be with somebody that would sleep with his own brother and eventually it might come out. Yeah. yeah so I, I recommend that you call him to let him know because I don't feel like you should do it in person. He might beat your ass, even though you deserve it. And we're also business partners too, so. Woo! So, That's another whole layer. Yeah. But listen, at the end of the day, you are always going to be his brother. He, I don't know if he'll ever trust you again, if your relationship will ever be the same. Clearly, this woman ain't ish. So he needs yeah. to get her out of his life. But you betrayed him as well. That's and you true. just have to own that. There's no excuses for it. It's no, well, you know, she's not. She's doing this with other people. Da, da, da. You never should have done that or went there. If you felt like she was coming on to you, that should have been enough for you to be like, nah, this ain't it. And you should have told him that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll tell him and face the consequences. Yeah, you're going to have to. But, yeah. yeah, let me know if you want us to well, call him now. <laughs> no, hell no. No, I ain't doing that I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, no, but listen, yeah, just, you know, all you can do is be sorry. Let him have his space or whatever it is that he needs. Answer all the questions that he has, and that's that. Get her out of there, right, though. Well, I, I appreciate it. Okay. It felt like you know what you need to do. You just wanted to get it off your chest, really. 
All right. Well, let's ask you 800-585-1051 if there's any more questions that you guys have. Remember, nothing is a stupid question, although some of y'all already know what it is. Okay, call us up. Let us know what you need help with. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. I just want to tell you, I hate that COVID test. I just had to get one, and my freaking goodness, that was a yeah. Tough one. I did one yesterday too. When I tell you, they dug in my nose for like three minutes. I was like, this is too long. <laughs> that was I cried. A tough one. I cried. <laughs> yeah, I teared up just a second ago. I just, I just teared up. But anyway, all right, we're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Yes, this is uh, John. Hey, John. What's your question for you? So my question for you, um, thank, well, first I got to say thank you. I'm happy to be on the radio. But my question for you, um, I'm a single father, right? I was telling the young lady I lost my kid's mother in a car accident about mm, two years. I'm sorry. Damn, sorry. Thank you. And with that being said, like now I'm a full-time father, or since then I've been a father. And it's a lot. Like I feel like a single mother. But when it comes to dating, you know, I'm so protective of my boys because my boys are my life. So I don't want to have, like, right. a bunch of different women around them and things like that. But at the same time, it's like, so I'm 31 years old. I'm a hard worker. You know, I have a, a good job. I'm educated. And, you know, I'm a leader. But I can't seem to put myself in that position to find somebody serious to talk to and to, you know, a long-term relationship, which is, you know, something that, I think that, you know, I and my boys would benefit from. But it's like in right. this current environment, man, it's like hard to find women also. You know what I'm saying? Like understand that or, or been on that or on that level right now. John, first of all, I just want to send you my condolences. I know that can't be easy that you lost their mom and now you're raising these two uh, boys on your own. So, again, my condolences to you for that. And then in the past year, we've been dealing with this pandemic. So it's already not easy to be out there dating. But I do want you to be patient with yourself. I think it's commendable. You don't want to bring just anybody around your kids. I'm sure that there's trauma they're still dealing with not having their mom around. So you want to make sure whoever it is. Again, it's great that you're overprotective of your children when you do date, you know, you just have to be open and honest with these women about what it is that you're looking for. You already know what it is that you want, but you have to be patient and be patient with yourself. It's not easy. And so dating's already not easy, but then you have a whole nother layer. And I'll tell you this, a lot of women would love a man that takes great care of his kids, right? That they know is a provider and they will respect the fact that you're overprotective of your sons. And there are also women out there who have children who are single moms, like you said, that, you know, blended families can be amazing too. Got you. What is it that you're looking for in a woman? So for me, I think, um, you know, somebody who's also hungry and ambitious. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's one of the, the biggest things about me is that, you know, I'm very uh, ambitious. And my boys, even though they're young, like, they understand that. So, you know, we have those conversations. So for me, it's about finding a woman who, you know, also ambitious, like uh, about life and things that, you know, that she wants to do or, you know, is trying to do. You know, I'm in the process now of still, you know, trying to become a homeowner and things of that mm -hmm. nature. And, you know, just somebody who's also hungry, like want more out of life, not comfortable with settlement. Uh, I was a teacher. Um, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, no, so you I finished. You were a teacher. For uh, the past four years. And although I love, you know, connecting with the youth, I love mentoring the youth, 
I decided to leave teaching and come back into, you know, sales business management because that had been one of the, you know, best financial opportunities that I had uh, even prior to going to teaching. And now that I'm back in this film, obviously it's a lot of long hours. Financially, I feel, you know, a lot of growth and a lot of opportunities. So I don't plan on working this hard and this long forever, but I need somebody who understands, like, that type of sacrifice and that type of, you know, commitment when you're trying to build and get to a, you know, to a a goal. And I'm a big fan of the idea that the best friendships, I mean, the best relationships start off as friendships. So I also wouldn't pressure, like, every woman doesn't have to be somebody that ends up being the one that you're going to be with forever. You can make some nice friendships. You never know what that can lead to. So don't put the pressure on yourself with every woman that you date. Like, okay, is, is she going to be a good wife? Is it, you know, allow yourself some time to just go out, have a good time, just be friends with people and see what it can lead to. I wouldn't, I think it might be good for you to go on some dating apps because that way you can, first of all, I'm a fan of those because I know that when people are on there, you can tell like who's, well, you can't 100% tell, but people who are on those dating apps, and I know Facebook has it, Bumble is great, Match.com, but you get to see a lot about them and their profile, what they're looking for, what's going on in their life, and you can actually see like who you might be a good match with. And just like we look for a job and we're serious about it and we're putting in applications and looking for, like, the right fit, you can do that as well with dating. You know what? I'm going to take your advice on that. I didn't know that, you know, people were really serious with those dating apps. But with you saying mm-hmm. that, you know, one of my partners told me, like, that's how he met his fiance. I'm like, bro. Yeah. Really? I guess this that's the new world that we're in. Like, I'm such a, you know, a uh, hands-on type of person. Like, if I see a woman in, in person that I want to talk to, I'm not going to hesitate to, you know, yeah, and you can do it that way, too. But if you're really out here, just like when you're out here looking for a job, you have to explore every avenue that's available to you. And so I do recommend that you do that as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. John, I mean, if you want to give out your social media now, though, if people could see yes. you, you know. Yeah, well, my social media is uh, LL Polo J. LL Polo J. LL Polo J. Lady Love Polo John. Oh, gosh. okay all right well look him up ladies let's see if we can find somebody for him but only if you're serious and you ain't gonna meet them boys no time soon so understand that thank you all right thank you john i had the biggest crush on you for a long time so you know i know now that you got i hear that you got a boyfriend yes i do i do look at your three boys though why you ain't say little boyfriend supposed to say i heard you got a little boyfriend I do. Look at your three boys, though. They are so... (laughs) Your boys are so cute. They're adorable. Oh, he's shooting. Hey, thanks. Hey, we got a a YouTube channel as well. I'm just working so much, we haven't been able to, you know, put out that many uh, videos, but the white boys on YouTube. The white boys? He's white? Oh. (laughs) My my last name is White. That's why. I figured that that out. That just sounded (laughs) crazy. You might want to change that. Okay. (laughs) Put the white boys on the Black Effect nah, Network. I, I, I don't. I think the title of your podcast goes against uh, our branding and marketing. But I'll talk to Dolly Bishop and see what she thinks. You should change it to the Black White Boys. <laughs> the Black White. All right. Boys. There we go. That was the, the irony in it. The White Boys, and then when you it's like, who are these little Black Boys? <laughs> right. The Black like, White Boys. Hey, black men. Well, thank you, brother. <laughs> Ask ye 800-585-1051 We got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about some issues that came up Because of the Breakfast Club Y'all did it again 
Oh, boy. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, big you and Bimmy Antony were on The Breakfast Club yesterday, and they were talking about their new FX show, Hip Hop Uncovered. And in the process of talking about that, big you was saying that recently one of these younger artists did reach out to him, and here's what he said. And it's a lot of guys that still got that respect for us. So when it do happen, then that phone call start ringing. Like, yo, you know such and such? And you already know in his voice what he mean by that. And such and such did something to him. <laughs> when the last time you got a call like that, you? Four days ago. Four <laughs> days? <laughs> Wando, Wando. Little young boy? We can hear you, Big U. I don't know if you whisper. We can hear you. <laughs> 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 no, he hit me a couple days ago. No, it proved what Bimmy said right. You know what I mean? You got the young boys who still got to reach out to the OGs because they still, their arms still long on, on that pavement. But they don't really f- with us until it's a problem. Then they call him. Like Quando Rondo. Like, you can't call me now. You can't call me when the fire hot. Mm-hmm. You didn't f- with me before that. You know wow. what I mean? You had my number. You could have called me. You could have did all that. Well, Quando Rondo heard this and responded on his social media. Here's what he said. First of all, when I hit Uncle, I was calling that man on some shit like this. I got a lot going on. Cuz got a lot of charity going on, which my team was hitting up. It's time for me to start giving back. It's time for me to start squirting in my face, politics-wise. You feel me? It's time for me to lead this street shit in the streets and just play my role with this internet shit. No, a was not trying to give back just to have a good face card. I'm trying to get, I was just trying to give back from the heart. All right, um, well, we're all for giving back, and yeah. here's what else Quando Rondo had to say about not calling for protection. If a nigga gonna die like this, a nigga gonna die like this. If a nigga ain't running from this shit, this would come with this shit. I ain't never called no man for protection. I never called nobody and said, I need this, I need that. Anybody that I ever called, I called on some shit. Like, how can I help? If a nigga don't want me to claim this shit no more, man, so be it. Well, uh, Big, you did respond, and here's what he had to say to clarify what he meant. First of all, I never talked to Quando. You know, it ain't nothing but love with Quando. I was only addressing something that Charlamagne had said to me. And and if you're reaching out to do something for the kids, definitely do that. Because I never talked to him. He just asked me when somebody reached out. I just feel like I know cuz, and I've been knowing him, and I never heard from him. After we had a conversation maybe a year, year and a half ago. So when he called me, I'm only on positive eyes. So I'm going to pull up on Cuz or he can pull up on me. I feel sorry for Quando Rondo. And I don't want a brother that young to have the mentality that if he gets killed, it is what it is. Like, what's the point of living out your dreams as a rapper to still be living like you're just trying to survive in the hood? If, if, if Big U or any OG can make the fire less hot, they should. Because Quando sounds like he wants to do some self-correction. Like, you, you, you have to assist a young person trying to do better, right? To me. I mean, that's, I would think so. Right, I agree. But I guess his whole point was he, that conversation didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, and it seems like it didn't, right? Because from that response Quando Rondo put out yesterday, it sounds like he is crying out for Yeah, he's going, he's going through it. 
Yeah. He's going through it. Mm-hmm. Big U has a all lot right. of trouble with my name, too. He, he, even when he calls me on the phone, he'd be calling me all types of stuff. And I don't correct him. I know he's no. talking to me. What does he no, call it, you? It was funny yeah. in the video when he pulled you out your, your, your square and then pulled you <laughs> to his. It was hilarious. I know. kind of scared. I know who he's talking to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And it, yeah. And it was funny when he tried to whisper. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst whisper ever. I was I like, like, we can hear you. <laughs> he cannot cheat on a test, okay? All right, now let's talk about YG. He was on the No Jumper podcast, and he was talking about his label situation and karma. My record deal, like, was f***ed up for 10 years straight. I just got out of that shit, like, some months ago. Like, I never owned none of my music from my last album back. You know what I'm saying? I ain't own nothing, so I just got out of that. But the fact that I was in some f***ed up deal, you know what I'm saying, that's like made me like start thinking about other because I'm like I ain't making no money off none of my music. Oh, wop! I gotta do other. Shit. It was hard. It was up, but I did a lot of like stealing and robbing and shit when I was young. So <clears throat> I look at it like that was my karma. Interesting. Ooh. Mm. Interesting yeah. perspective. That's very self awareness. I'm not mad at that. Mm-hmm. All right. So and that jam no more though. I guess uh, whatever his situation is, I think he just put out an EP. Natino, to let it, us know if YG's still on Def Jam. Or maybe he yeah, did his contract over. Or maybe he did his contract over. Mm. I can't see Def Jam yeah. wanting to let him go, but I mean, if his contract was over, But if he's out of it and doesn't option, want to yeah. sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Def Jam's made a lot of poor decisions. Ten years is a long time. In recent times. You said Def Jam what? Def Jam's made a lot of poor decisions in recent times. So, you know, letting YG mm-hmm. go wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but sometimes when your deal is up, you don't want to stay. Yeah, you don't have that option to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so they might try and then it doesn't work. Mm. It's all it's all about um yeah, you got to negotiate. And I just want to uh, give a shout out to Lexi Underwood. Now she is going to be playing Malia Obama in uh in this new show that Viola Davis is also executive producing and Viola Davis is going to be playing Michelle Obama. Betty Ford is going to be played by Michelle Pfeiffer. And Eleanor Roosevelt is being played by Gillian Anderson. And so uh, Lexi Underwood is in, was from Little Fires Everywhere. I don't know if you all watched that show, but she was a daughter to yep. Kerry Washington on Little Fires Everywhere. So now she's being cast as Malia Obama. And I think that's dope. It's on Showtime. It's a new series called The First Lady. Okay. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela All right. Kate. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, let's get to the mix. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Mountain Dew is partnering with HBCUs in an effort to uplift the next generation of badass black innovators and entrepreneurs with the Real Change Opportunity Fund Pitch Competition. Empowering students to go out and do. Visit mountaindew.com slash real change to enter. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now it's Women's History Month. Who are we repping today, Yee? Well, today we are repping the founder and owner of Sugar Hill Records. That is Sylvia Robinson. Now, she conceived and produced the first successful rap record. That was Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang back in 1979. It sold over a million copies. And here she is talking about her work ethic. Who won the world, girls? It's Women's History Month, and we're celebrating the most influential women in history. Check out this phenomenal woman. I'm the type of person that never like to copy things that are out there. I always like to come with something new, something different. And I felt as though if I came with a concept like this, either it was going to hit or it was going to miss. And I really felt strong about it, that it was going to be a hit. 
Play the music, he said. Hip hop, the hip, the hip to the hip, hip hop, you don't stop. Rock it to the bang bang. I says, what is this? I says, okay, I tell you what. I marry the three of you together. You meet me tomorrow at the studio. And that's how the Sugar Hill Gang started. And that was another phenomenal woman in history. And here's a little fun fact about Sylvia Robinson. Did you know that she was a singer? And so when you heard that song from Dirty Dancing, Love is Strange, that was actually Mickey and Sylvia as in Sylvia Robinson. Wow. And shout to the whole Sugar Oh, that's also her singing. And that's also her singing Pillow Talk. You know that song? Mm Mm-mm. Listen, y'all look up that song. I actually used to use that song for lip service. It's dope. But yes, so shout out to Sylvia Robinson. And shout out to the whole family. I run into the uh, family every once in a while in the barbershop. I know you do too, Charlemagne. So shout to the whole Sugar Hill family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we got your positive notes. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh, shout to Caesar, Flippin' NJ and his wife, uh, Jenny Tips, for joining us this morning, uh, talking about his new book, Flipping Keys. Make sure you pick that up and join us in Atlanta this Sunday if you want to learn more about real estate, how to get into the real estate game. We're just trying to teach our community how to do it. No crazy costs, no extra costs, no no talk to this person and cost you this. No, we just try to break down and bring the people to the actual seminar that can help you in purchasing your first home. So, Because you're going to be- need all that money for all the unexpected things that are going to come up if you have to actually do work on your home like what I'm dealing with now. Absolutely. And we tell people all the time, instead of paying $10,000 for a seminar or 15000 or 8000 or 5000 no, use that money and hold that money for your home. If somebody's showing you that much money, nine times out of 10, they're getting you. All yeah. right. So hopefully we'll see you guys. No, for real. Salute the season, man. Salute the season and envy and salute to earn your leisure. I just love, you know, all the brothers that are out here on the front lines, you know, pushing the whole, you know, economic empowerment real estate, financial freedom, financial literacy mm-hmm. angle. Cause I just think that's dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, 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 that's what we need more of. And I'm gonna tell you, I really do respect Caesar more that he lost weight. I'm not even joking. Oh my gosh. I'm not even joking because you know, it's one thing <laughs> when goodness. people be out here trying to talk to you about, you know, how to make money, but they not taking care of themselves. When you see somebody take care of themselves, to me, it's like, all right, that person is serious about what they, what they, what they speaking. So I respect it more. I really do. All right. And I want to shout out to my team, WealthWednesdays.com, by the way, since we're talking about finances. You know, I do this Wealth Wednesdays and we give all kinds of free financial help on there. I always suggest that people get a financial planner. That's not just for wealthy people. That's for people who are trying to make sure that they can become wealthy. So we have all kinds of resources on there. And right now we're doing this whole pledge to take control of your finances. So you can go to TeamWealthWednesdays.com and get that information. All right. One more thing about Caesar. Because he was on earlier, and I'm posting this clip later because fat shaming works. Michael Blackson made a joke. (laughs) Donnell Rollins made some jokes. They touched Caesar a different way, made Caesar want to lose some weight. He said it himself. Listen, different things work for different people. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't recommend anybody go out there and fat shame everyone. Different motivation. Different motivation works for different people. The joke was funny, though. I ain't go front. It's hilarious. The joke was funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you got a positive note? Yes, uh, accept corrections and you'll improve and increase. Always remember that. Leaders create influence with the clays of criticism others throw at them. They don't take offense, they take corrections. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?